And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. And what could be more serious than talking money matters with Luke Smith from Envision Financial? You're laughing as I say that, of course. Well, the, the word serious and, and Luke Smith generally don't go in the same sentence most of the time because I think, yeah, let's... I know, we all like to have a little bit of fun. But yeah. when we're talking about money matters, there yeah. is an element of seriousness required. So For sure. Uh, we, 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 you know, we're not going to be completely irresponsible Correct. here. Exactly, uh, just a little bit. I've uh, I've been fascinated by your choice of topic today. So you want to start investing, but where to begin? We're really going back to fundamentals today, aren't we? Yeah, you're spot on. And I thought this one was very prevalent because I've had many a conversation this week especially with parents saying, what could my kids do? What can I do to help my kids? And what should I be doing with some money that the kids are getting for birthday presents? for Christmas presents, for this, for pocket money, for whatever the whatever the matter was. So I thought, let's just make people aware today that the biggest misconception I see when it comes to talking about investments that are not superannuation is that you need heaps to start, you need to save heaps along the way, and you need to set some ridiculously unattainable goal and then get upset and chuck it all in and say something like, oh, shares are dangerous. If you do anything for a little amount of time and it becomes all-consuming, anything in that context is going to be dangerous. Yeah. So all I want people to take from today is, how can I kick something off? What can I use? How can I make it sustainable? And is it right for me? And that's really all we're going to touch on today. Okay, fair enough. To be fair, though, if you can save a lot and if you do have a lot to start with, uh, it is beneficial. It does give you a bit of a, oh, 100%. you know. You yeah. can, but the point you're making, of course, is that you need to make your plans according to the resources you have available yeah. at your disposal. If you have a modest income, you need to plan accordingly. Uh, if you have a more generous income, then obviously you can save a bit more. Yep. But the really important thing is that you save whether it's a big amount or a small amount the important thing is save and don't spend it yeah start start early and start being consistent if you do that over an extended period of time the benefit of compound interest will be your friend on an exponential basis and you can watch anything on the tiki toker or any of those where tony robbins will say if you start with this much and put this much in a week, you'll have this much at 60. And if you start 10 years later, it's a third of the value. And that is the benefit of compounding. So I really want people to do a little something a little sooner. And if we can demystify the fact that people think you need 50 grand to start or 100 grand to start or 1,000 a month in savings... Look, a lot of people are doing it very, very tough at the moment. I'm, I'm super cognizant of that. As somebody that manages people's financial affairs, these conversations are very prevalent. But I also want to highlight to mums and dads that doing a little something a little sooner is very, very good from an education standpoint for the kids to get them engaged, to give them something to look at. And that's where I think you know we can start. You can use a number of different things to hold investments and investments are risky 
investments are not risky. And I liken it regularly to driving a car. If you did 180 kilometres an hour in a 100 zone, there's not much chance you're going to talk your way out of a ticket. And you're not with a head like mine, I'll tell you that much. Um, and if you did 40 in a 100 zone, mm. that's actually just as dangerous because you're going to annoy a lot of people behind you. You're going to cause a lot of frustration. You'll probably make somebody do something stupid and you're going to be late getting where you're going. So that's too much cash and too much fixed interest. That's being too frightened. But if you drive to work 90 to 110 in a 100 zone or Gungahlin drive 130 to 150 in a 140 zone because that's Canberra's raceway, right? It's not a 140 zone, Luke. You know that. Is it? Really? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Um, you know, there are two kinds of drivers here in Canberra. There's the 95% that will drive at 50 in an 80 zone, and then there's the other 5% that will do it the other way around. Right. I, I thought it was only the other way around. <laughs> Mums and dads can, can, can help their kids by starting a little savings account. And if you've just joined the workforce and you want to start something, use one of the many, many micro investing apps as a really good place to start. So there are a number of different providers in that space. It's an app. You can hold it on your phone. You can link a bank account. And then you can say, all right, of the predetermined five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten portfolios, how much risk do I want to take on? And start something. And you can start that with $100. And if you can put $20 a week, $20 a fortnight, $20 a month, it doesn't matter what the amount is. It's the act of repetition. Yes. Start it, be consistent, leave it alone and forget about it. And if you were going to use one of those apps that rounds up your transactions because you link a bank account or a credit card. So if you do go to Woolworths and buy Powerade for $5.50, and they put 50 cents into your portfolio account each month, great. You're not even thinking about it. And they take that transaction at the time that the purchase occurs, so you're not having to find the money. And then that's invested in the portfolio that you choose on an ongoing basis. So not only are you saving a little bit, it's automated, you're then rounding up transactions and you're investing into something that over the medium to longer term will provide you with some capital growth. So if, if you think that you can't do it, you really can. And I think you need to leave social media alone for this one, <laughs> okay? Because there's 15 million different ways to become a millionaire overnight on those things. But good, consistent behaviour will, will be very, very beneficial yeah. for you later in life. Yeah, th this idea of becoming a millionaire overnight, it's uh, its like winning the lotto. Occasionally oh, somebody strikes it lucky, but generally speaking, correct. it's not something that happens overnight. It happens over a long period of time. And it's important, as you say, to start early. And even if you start with only a little, make sure that you keep at it and keep going and keep moving forward. Yeah. Now, often if you read the advice books, they'll say things like you should put aside 10% of your income as a minimum that you save and they describe it as paying yourself yep. uh, because you never pay that to anybody else. You yep. don't spend it on clothing or groceries or trips to the movies. You save it. You've paid it to yourself for your own future benefit. And then when you do access that savings, you only do it to exchange it for an investment 
so that you're not actually giving the money away, you're just putting it into a productive use, uh, a productive asset of some kind, whether it's shares, an exchange-traded fund or whatever it might be. And as you've said, the important thing is start early and be consistent, keep on going, never stop. Correct. And then it starts to get some momentum. And as you've just said, it could go into something else. So it might be that you save for three months into a bank account that then becomes your seed capital for a little micro-investing app that then becomes a regular savings plan because you've had a pay rise or you're getting some pocket money or you want to give your kids something and set an example and say, well, look, I'm going to put this into your account. Now, you can sell the kid on whatever it's going to be. It can be for a bike, it can be for a gap year, it can be for their first car, whatever it is. But if you're five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 years from the use of that money, it's the behaviour that's going to help you. And that then could become the deposit for a house. Yes. That could become the seed capital for a broader portfolio. That could become that seed capital for X. Whatever it may be, you need to start doing something consistently because time is your friend, repetition is your friend, technology is your friend. Use it, it's there. 90% of the time we've got a phone jammed in our hand, unfortunately. So use something that you can remain engaged with. And I find that's a really good one for the kids because they are playing with technology and they're comfortable with it and it's something that they can look for. I know I've done a similar thing for my kids who are six and seven and they don't understand what it's for, but there's money in the thing for something. Now, Mm. the fact that they know the thing is there, great. Because they can ask me and say, what's the thing worth? So they're engaged with what daddy's doing for them later, okay. which is great. Now, when you're gradually accumulating savings, whether it's through the use of one of these apps or you're putting aside 10% of your income every payday, whatever that case might be, uh, eventually you're going to want to invest that into something. Yep. And, of course, people are often advised to invest in a diversified portfolio. But if you've only got a modest amount to invest, how do you get a diversified investment? Yes, yeah, so what you could do... Um so, again, take, take a widely held investment platform like Vanguard. Okay, Vanguard are one of the largest providers of investments in the world. They have now a retail platform for mums and dads that you can open, I think, with a minimum of $200 or $500. It's very simple to use. And this is where the use of traditional assets really becomes powerful because you can go out and buy an exposure to Australian shares, international investments, property, infrastructure. Now, if you go, well, that's all a little bit foreign to me, what you can do is go out and buy a pre-mixed growth or balanced portfolio. And a balanced portfolio will run 50% defensive and 50% growth in a range of different sectors. And something like a growth option will hold 70% in growth-orientated assets. So that'll be Australian shares, international property and infrastructure. And then on the defensive side, you might have cash turn deposits, bonds and fixed interest. So again, it's just your mix of risky versus not risky, if that's the language you want to use. And then you could just save into that. So then that removes the need for you to pick this one or that one or this one or that one, because they're doing all of that inside the ETF for you. And it's a very, very cheap way of getting a diversified exposure. So you're not reliant on any one particular asset whether they're good or bad should it be positive or negative 
to the underlying value of what you're doing over time. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is an ETF, that's an exchange-traded fund. So it's a fund of lots of people like you who have all uh, bought uh, shares in this bigger portfolio and the fund is managing the portfolio for you uh, and you don't have to pick individual shares because that's all part of the fund. That's right. And the really nice thing about that Vanguard example is that they will give you access to a wholesale managed fund. Which is exactly so. An ETF is the listed version of that. A wholesale managed fund gives you that exact same exposure. Now, the nice thing about this example with Vanguard is that traditionally, if you're not on a platform and you wanted to buy that directly, it could be a $100,000 or $500,000 minimum investment for the very, very cost-effective wholesale version. The fact that Vanguard have produced a platform that retail investors, mums and dads can get to at that level, at that price point, is absolutely fantastic because they're the types of investments, believe it or not, that your super funds are investing in anyway. So you're not buying something foreign. You're not buying something that's better, worse, risky, not risky. It's a widely held, very well-managed structure that you can benefit from without having to pick all of the underlying investments, again, it's the behaviour of getting it in and it's the behaviour of being repetitious and time that's going to help you make money. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about uh, if you want to start investing, where do you begin? We're looking at the fundamentals. It's 10 to 5, back with more in just a moment. It's Friday afternoon and that means Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're asking the question, so you want to start investing, but where should you begin? Well, you begin at the very first step, which of course is to start a savings plan. And then once you've accumulated a small pool of savings, you start investing that savings. So Luke, what are the key things to remember when you're starting your investment journey? So the first step is identifying what you're working with. If you can save a little bit of money into an account that is not your everyday account and let that bubble away, that's a wonderful way to start and also give you an idea in relation to what you're working with. I find people become very disenfranchised very quickly because they've set expectations on themselves that aren't sustainable. And it's no different than saying, right, I'm going to go to the gym and in the first week at the gym, I'm going to lose 10 kilos. Mm -hmm. You're just setting yourself up to get really, really frustrated. I tried exercising more. (laughs) I put weight on. I don't get it. Well, I've just started trying to not be horribly minded and I'm trying to manage my own expectations while I say that. So Mm. it's good. So be realistic and set expectations that are sustainable. Remember that it's a marathon and not a sprint. And I think if you can keep those two things in mind, you're not going to get upset at yourself. Don't worry about what your friends are doing. Don't worry about what Facebook says you need to do. Don't worry about what you see on Instagram or TikTok. Unless it's your TikTok channel. True. Do do what works for you. And I think if you can stay in your own headspace there, you'll, you'll, you'll come out the other side a winner. Review your capacity over time. If something changes in your life, if your rent goes down or your our wages go up or you get rid of a girlfriend that was expensive, take that money <laughs> that you were throwing at her and put it into your portfolio mm-hmm. until you find the next girl to throw it at, right? That's fine. Um, use an app where possible. Because technology is your friend, automation is wonderful, build that into your routine. The less you have to think about this stuff, the more engaged and the more consistent you will be. And always remember that repetition, 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 like anything, will let you get very good at it, will help it grow and get better. 
And that's the same for sport. That's the same for work. That's the same for study. That's the mm. same for anything. If you do a lot of time and, and, and stay at it and stick at it and work at it and be consistent, you will be much better for it at the end of your journey. And the big thing here is reward yourself. And I often say this with just about anything. Set a three-month goal. If you hit it, reward yourself. If set a six-month goal, reward yourself. I think it helps you stay engaged. It keeps you on track. And it stops you becoming disenfranchised with something like, on the 1st of July, I'm going to start this, and by 30 June, I'll have this. Mm -hmm. And then something blows up at home, and the washing machine dies, and... your daughter needs braces, Mm -hmm. somebody needs a horse, whatever it may be um, that parents are faced with these days, stick to your short-term goals and lots of little short-term goals will make for that time frame and the attainability of your objection or your your objectives um, and and not make it too onerous because it's it's really at the end of the day supposed to be a bit of fun. Indeed. And so, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, 62604749 envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the Envision Financial YouTube channel. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And all of these sorts of strategies and considerations are in Smart Money Strategy, Your Ultimate Guide to Financial Planning, available in all good bookstores, except they're mixing Bell Cotton because they're sold out. <laughs> but they'll get some more in They'll soon. get some more in soon. Indeed. Luke, thanks very much. See you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, and Luke will be back with us in the studio once again at the same time next Friday afternoon to talk money matters once again.